Hey, hey, everybody, you're listening to Fireball Podcast with Ashley Mayfield, and this is episode 45. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be diving in and talking about what to do with an unsupportive spouse. Now, I know this is going to be such an interesting topic. Maybe it's an uncomfortable topic for you, but it is something that we need to talk about. As women are rising up more and more, we are being more inspired, more challenged to step out of our comfort zone, to no longer just work the nine to five, no longer be the stay-at-home mom, which there's nothing wrong with that. So let's go ahead and preface that. But as we're starting to step out and to chase after our dreams and to rise up and also be the providers, sometimes that's a little uncomfortable in the marriage. Now, I coach uh, thousands of women uh, every single week on this topic. And, you know, sometimes it's really interesting because every situation is different. So this is not going to be cookie cutter. And uh, this isn't necessarily my personal place of pain. So I do want to make sure that I preface that. But since I've been able to coach, you know, thousands of women who have been in situations just like this, I do want to share with you my most common tips and tricks and things that might be able to maybe ease the tension and the pressure of your situation or some things that you can implement that maybe you haven't before. So I like to come from a place of grace and understanding. And I know sometimes that's not always easy to do, especially when it comes to our spouse. We believe that if they love us, they should support us, that they should know who we are. You know, we sleep in the same bed. We live under the same roof. So it should just come naturally. Well, sometimes it's difficult to put that pressure on someone else. I often find that whenever people closest to you, like your spouse, your loved ones, your parents, your best friends, when they come with an opposing opinion, sometimes it's not just to prove you wrong or put you down. Sometimes it's because they love you and care about you so much. So today, I want to preface that this is not going to be an episode that you know, is bash your spouse or your spouse is the evil person. At the end of the day, your marriage uh, should reign more important to you than those God-given desires because you've made that covenant with them, right? But with that being said, let's dive in because I know that this could be a very uncomfortable topic. How do you step forward in your truth? How do you challenge yourself, want to grow, have all of these desires with someone that might not see the same perspective as you? Well, foundationally, I think that it is so important that you know your why. It could be very difficult for us to try to explain something externally when we haven't planted that seed internally. You need to know why are you stepping out of the box? Why do you want to pick up that home-based business? Why do you want to start that hobby? Why do you want to advance in your career? You have to know your why. It has to come from a place of conviction. If you aren't convinced yourself, how the heck are you ever going to convince anybody else, right? Especially your spouse, because listen, sister, whether you believe it or not, they see through your bull crap, okay? And so <laughs> if this is the person that you sleep in bed with at night, they totally see through your bull crap. And so so it's so important that you yourself are coming from a place of pain, that you're coming from a place of conviction, or maybe you're coming from a place of inspiration, but you like you have to have that on the inside. And if you followed me for any length of time, that is exactly what I preach and teach is that true life change happens internally and it's an experience from the inside out. And you're never going to change your world unless your inside has first been changed. So first, you have to know your why. 
If this is just something that you do and you're like, oh, I want to pay off debt or, oh, I want to be in charge or, oh, I want to contribute. Those things sound so cute, but you guys, those are a total surface level things. It's when I want to be able to contribute because my husband works 80 hours a week and I'm so tired of him missing moments with the kids. That is a why. It's I want to make sure that I'm in control because I have phenomenal ideas. I have impeccable leadership skills and I know that I can go on a crusade and I can lead this company to the next level based on the God gifts that I have on the inside of me. Boom. That is a why. It's not just being able to say, oh, I want to pay off some debt because we're struggling and living check to check. It's no, I want to pay off $63,801 in 99 cent in debt because I am so tired of being on the hamster wheel financially every single year, you know, two steps forward, 10 steps back and living for income tax time. My family is no longer available for that. That my friend is a why. And so when you know, your why, I promise you it's just going to be a matter of time before your spouse comes around. But let me go ahead and share with you two common factors. Now we're going to get real real. And so if you don't know how to get real real, you got to hop off now. Okay. Because we going to like go there today and it might make you a little uncomfortable. The first thing that I find the reason that there is an unsupportive spouse is usually it has to do with attention time, and sex, okay? Attention, time, and sex. Now, let's break that down a little bit. Can you imagine if you uh, are not actively working on your marriage, you're not pouring yourself into your marriage, you're not giving yourself to your spouse, which, you know, regardless of what you believe is part of like that marriage covenant, right, before God, if you are not showing up and making sure that you are intentional in your marriage, and then all of a sudden you're fighting for the promotion, all of a sudden you're fighting to be this boss babe, all of a sudden you're fighting and you're investing your time and your energy into this new habit, this new thing. Don't you think at the end of the day, that's probably going to make your spouse a little uncomfortable? Could you imagine your spouse doing the same? Could you imagine your spouse getting super excited about a hobby of theirs or a new business venture that they want to take in root and you might feel a little left behind. You might feel a little left out. You might feel like they're putting all their intention. They've never showed up to the marriage as intentional as they are in the business, as intentional as they are with that advancement, as intentional as they are with that new hobby. Well, let's look at it from your spouse's perspective. Is that what they feel about you? Do they feel like out of nowhere you've just turned on and they have a lack of understanding? Because typically these aren't things that spouses talk about on a depth level, which I'll get to in just a moment. But could you imagine being married to someone that all of a sudden just turned on and has all these dreams they've never really talked about and have all these goals that they haven't really shared, but they're completely turned on, leaned in. Maybe they're always on their phone. Maybe they're in the office early and they leave late. Maybe all of a sudden they're leaving the house to go get with other uh, women or other people to increase the skill set of their hobbies, right? It's probably confusing your spouse a little bit. It's probably confusing your husband a little bit, right? And so now you're not investing time, attention, or energy into the marriage or whether you were before or not, their attention, it's going elsewhere. And so 
imagine as men like to be the providers, they like to know they offer value. Now they're no longer getting attention. And you know, you can sit back and, and I'm sure there's one person out there that's like, screw that woman's world. Listen, I'm not coming to you from a, a female that stands on a foundation of feminism. Okay. There's a lot of things I've had people say, oh, you have very feministic qualities. I am very pro woman. I am very pro boss babe, uh, helping women develop their voice and find the freedom that God has given them. I am not anti-man. I am not burn my bra in the street, go walk around the streets with a vagina painted on my face, okay? So please don't confuse the two. I am very pro-marriage. I would not be the woman I am today without the support of my husband, okay? But there's been issues we've had along the way. There have been moments where I have dove deep into my business and I have neglected that same intentionality, that same thought that I've showed up to wanting to advance the furtherment of my entrepreneurial uh, foundation, I have not poured that same intent and that same love and care into my marriage. And sister, it has been issues. It has been a problem. When you're on your phone late at night, and you are not uh, having the intimacy with your spouse that you could, when you're not prioritizing them, when you're not making sure that your uh, love tank is full, that can be an issue with your spouse. And oftentimes I tell people, you know, it's so great that you want to dive into this new skill, this new hobby, or this new endeavor, but you're leaving your spouse behind and they don't have the same vision as you do. Maybe you haven't articulated it. Maybe you haven't shared it with them. Maybe you guys just have two different giftings and skill sets, which is totally fine. Me and Jason, we have a lot of commonalities. We kind of had the same foundation. I kind of married the similar personality, but he swings left and I swing right. And we could, that, that part of our personality couldn't be two polar opposites. In fact, they are polar opposites. And so, you know, sometimes you're just coming from an opposing opinion, an opposing perspective. And it's not that I have to believe it's not that their heart is to degrade you or put you down or make you feel inferior or make you feel stupid. There's just a lack of understanding. But the one thing that usually is evident is all of a sudden you were not investing time, energy, attention into furthering or developing this marriage covenant, but now you are in this other area. So that's a huge thing. It is a huge thing when you are prioritizing other things over your sex life. It is a huge thing. Uh, I want to challenge you. By no means am I coming to you that me and Jason have a perfect sex life. We have a great sex life, but it is not a perfect sex life. And I want to challenge you. Like You need to invest time into that area of your marriage as well, right? And so Sex is a big thing for men, whether you like it or not, whether it's a big thing for you or not, it's a big thing. And you need to prioritize that intimacy in your marriage. And that might mean that sometimes you're going to get romanced and sometimes it's a little bit of a hump and dump. Like, I, listen, I warned y'all that we were going there today, okay? Someone's already like puckered up right now. You, you got to hop off if this is going to make you uncomfortable, okay? But these are things we have to talk about because this is the reality is sometimes our dreams uh, make our spouse feel like they're being left behind, or we're investing so much energy, so much of our heart and so much intentionality into the furtherment of what we want. And we're not doing the same when it comes to our spouse or their needs, their wants and their desires. And there has to be some sort of a balance there. Now, balance really is an illusion, right? Like we all know that there's really no such thing as balance. But I think the point is that 
you and your spouse should be showing up 100% and meeting each other's needs with 100%. It's not 50-50, it's 100-100. And yes, sometimes a spouse is gonna be 150% and there's 50%. I can tell you that my husband sets me up for success. He does so much around the house, that way I can be the businesswoman that I need to be because currently in our situation, I am the breadwinner. My entrepreneurial skills have advanced at such a rate that I am the breadwinner right now. But that doesn't mean that I do not need to pay attention to my husband's love tank, to his attention, his needs, his wants, just because I have a heavy plate. I can tell you that last year, I really did sacrifice uh, our date nights. And yes, I understand COVID happened and there was so much that was going on and we couldn't necessarily go out. But it is something coming into 2021, I have prioritized. I will never let my business get to be a priority over my spouse. And I can, uh, you can imagine uh, that that caused some tension, that caused some issues there. We had to come back. I had to re uh, get in realignment with my priorities, okay? And so uh, take it for what it's worth, attention, time, and sex. Those are three things that become an issue. Maybe not right up the front. I do find that more people have issues immediately out the gate, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to be an issue down the road. Make sure your priorities are your priorities. The second thing that I can say is a really big issue that I find that uh, the spouse, uh, you know, my content is for women. And so if you're a man and you're watching this and your wife is the one that's, you know, being a little bit uh, unsupportive, sometimes those situations happen. I have heard of that. But, you know, I do get asked why I say women and cis and ladies. And it's because my content is geared towards women. That is my mission. Okay. And so with that being said, though, um, sometimes I find that the spouse can be unsupportive. Your husband can be unsupportive because you haven't made any money. Money is an issue, okay? Men are coming from this perspective. Typically, uh, men are just their innate desire is to be the provider of the family, right? That goes back to like caveman times, right? And so we have this preconceived notion, of course, like women can be the breadwinner. It's not like unheard of right now in 2021, but men have this pre, pre, uh, this innate notion to be the provider. And, you know, when they see you spending money, making an investment, and there's no financial return, right? Oftentimes, we want to advance our career, and we're looking forward to the pay increase. Like, let's not, we can be humble and say that at the same time, okay? There's nothing wrong with wanting more money. Oftentimes, I don't know a single person that doesn't want money, not because they want to hoard money and be, uh, you know, Scrooge McDuck, because it's what money does for them, right? Money is the vehicle. Money is just a conduit to whatever freedom people have. And so, you know, oftentimes we want to, we have to invest in a hobby or we have to invest in a business or we have to invest in order to advance our career. And it can cost something. There's a sacrifice there and they don't see the return on investment. And so money come around when you increase the attention and sex or they come around when they see the paycheck increase. And so what do you do in the meantime? What do you do in the middle? Because oftentimes there is a middle. We know in order to advance our career, advance our business, it's going to take time, energy, and attention. It's going to take a sacrifice. We also know it's going to take a financial investment. Like you are, you know, you are cuckoo kachu if you don't think in entrepreneurship that it's going to cost you something financially, right? So how do we handle this when we know it's going to be an investment? Because sometimes 
I've had women that have said, hey, my spouse makes these underlying comments or these backhanded compliments or, you know, they're constantly huffing and puffing under their breath or straight up towards the face. So how do we handle this? I'm, again, I'm not coming to you from a place of pain. I'm just coming to you from a place of uh, advice and wisdom that I've poured into other women that they have said that they've implemented it and it has worked. There's no perfect solution. There's no perfect situation. And that is okay. So how can you handle it? I think number one, having a conversation with your spouse is hands down, like the most vital thing that you can do. I also think that it is so important that you are sharing your heart and your vision with them. Remember, oftentimes we are the ones that hold it so close to our chest. Uh, you know, maybe it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable for you to talk about how much you're drowning in debt. I can tell you before me and Jason went debt free, we couldn't even have a conversation about money without there being an argument. It, there was so much tension. There was so much stress. There was so much just pressure that was piled on both of us. It, always wound up in like him getting angry and me crying. And that doesn't mean he started it. Okay. Uh, that's just how we both go. Like he goes to anger. I go to emotions and tears and, um, you know, but it always was just tension, pressure, and stress. And so oftentimes we don't express those things that we need to express. So have you had a conversation with your spouse? Have you literally said, Hey, Jason, when you get home from work today, if we, if I just have 15 minutes of your time, I'd love to share something with you. And yeah, that could be awkward, but what's the alternative? The alternative is you're not going to move because you're so paralyzed by the judgment or whatever you think is happening, the irrational thoughts in your head, right? And so whenever you sit down and have that conversation with your spouse, I think there's three things that you need to touch on. Number one, what are you going for? You have to include and let your husband know what is it that you're fighting for and why are you doing this? Like, hey, I'm going for this rank in my business and this is why I'm doing it. Or, hey, I'm going for this promotion at work and this is why I'm doing it. And then let them know when do you need to achieve it by. You know, there's a lot to be said about relationships. And I do think that spouses are open to giving grace. Again, this is not cookie cutter. I don't know your husband. I apologize. But I do. I have to believe that somewhere there, there is understanding. But if you're just like, oh, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. And you keep spewing out that you're doing it, doing it, doing it but there's nothing there, set an end date on it. Hey, I'm fighting for this promotion at work. This would be a huge uh, advancement in my career. This would mean that we would make more money. This would mean more vacations. This means we could pay off debt faster. And I'm trying to do it in the next 30 days. They said applications are due and they should make a decision in the next 30 days. So I am gonna be uh, you know, going in early and staying a little bit late. Can you please give me grace for this during the next 30 days? Maybe you're in a home-based business and you're like, man, there's a huge bonus on the line. There's a $5,000, a $10,000, whatever it is for your business. And I'm going for this and I'm going to do it in the next 90 days. And so that might mean I'm a little on my phone. That might mean I might miss a family dinner or two. That might mean that I'm, you know, having meetings with people. And I know you might not understand the magnitude of that, but can you give me 90 days? Can you trust me? Don't trust in the business. Don't trust in the rank advancement and the promotion at the career. Do you trust me? me? Can you give me the grace for the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days to prove to you that I can do this? Man, I have to believe you've married someone that will afford you that opportunity. I have to believe that you've married someone that loves you for you, that believes in you, not in the process, not in the system, not in the vehicle, 
but that trusts you. And you have to be willing to have this conversation, whether you're booger face crying or your passion comes out, you have to be willing to do this. Now, with that being said, I also think there has to be a line in the sand. So that's part one is you got to have the conversation. Number two, what are the non-negotiables? You have to allow your spouse to have some non-negotiables, okay? Like, hey, you're allowed to be on your phone and I'm going to give you grace for the next 30, 60, 90 days, but you, we will be eating dinner as a family and I don't want your phone at the table. You guys, I don't think that's too much to ask. I think this idea of we have to hustle on our phone 24-7, we have to break our back to get the rank advancement in our career, I, I think that's garbage, okay? And this is coming from someone who speaks hustler, who speaks grind, who could, I will, I will sacrifice eating, sleep, okay, maybe not sleeping, but I will sacrifice so much just to cross my finish line. And I am understanding full circle how unhealthy that is. Even if you have the goods, even if you're not married or don't have kids, whatever, I don't know why you're listening to this if you're not married, but it is what it is. And so, uh, you know, you cannot be on all the time. You will reach a level of burnout and you need to trust me on that because it's something that I've just walked through and I'm still wrapping up the end of it. So what are those non-negotiables? Maybe your husband says, okay, but every Monday night is date night. Okay, but you're gonna be uh, at dinner every single night with no phone. Uh, okay, but we're having sex five times a week. You guys, I don't think there's anything wrong with creating these non-negotiables. Now, with that being said, give your husband the opportunity to create some non-negotiables for you or what would what's enough for him, but you better have some non-negotiables as well. I cannot tolerate or I cannot afford or it would do me well if you wouldn't uh, say things under your breath. If you wouldn't disrespect my business, if you wouldn't mock me or make fun of me when I go Facebook Live. You got listen, Tip for tat, you got to meet in the middle. You do not deserve to be bulldozed over. You do not deserve to be disrespected when it comes to something. And listen, give it the 90 days, but you better buck up, sis, right? You can't be telling your spouse every three months, 90 days, 90 days, 90 days. No wonder they don't believe in you, right? Right? So you got to have the conversation. You got to have some non-negotiables. But the last thing that I'm going to say is exactly what I just said. And that is that you have to be patient. Okay. You have to be patient. Me and my husband have had many times in the past where he's like, Hey, I need you to change this. And I've had to say, Hey, can you give me grace? Cause I'm probably going to forget. <laughs> like, and it's not that it's not important to me. It's that sometimes I'm a very habitual person. And so maybe I'm uh, making fun of him in an area that he actually doesn't want me to, or maybe I'm just not as supportive as I need to be in a certain area. I am a habitual person. Okay. Some people are disciplined. Other people are habitual. My husband is a very disciplined person. I'm a very habitual person, meaning once I've done it, it's kind of like hard to stop the ball rolling. And so I, I usually have to say, you know, can you give me grace for the next few times it happens? I'm going to, I'm going to be more intentional when it happens, but I give you permission to call me out on it. If, if out of habit, I do something. If out of habit, I show up with an attitude. If out of habit, I say something, I give you permission to call me out on it but I'm going to try to stop, but we got to have a little bit of grace in transition. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you guys. Um, you have to be patient. Okay. If you're someone that has said you're going for promotion time and time and time and time, and you're always going in early and staying late and you're missing important things, or you're someone that you've said for years, you're going all in and you've hopped business to business to business. Your husband has no reason to believe you. I'm sorry. It needs to be said. Okay, 
That like, it's no wonder they're not buying into you because you've said that you're going to do all this and then you never do. And you have to be patient with your spouse as much as you're patient with yourself. But are you going to level up? Are you going to lean in? Is this going to be the time where you're like, no, baby, I'm going all in this time because I'm going to prove it not just for myself and not just my spouse, but my why. Remember, I opened up saying that you need that why, that place of inspiration, that place of conviction or pain. We're either pushed by purpose or pain. And you need to know which one it is because if you don't have buy-in, uh, why would you expect your spouse to ever do that? If he has seen you jump from company to company to company, job to job to job, career to career to career, why does he, why do you deserve the support, right? You need to prove to yourself that you will stay committed and disciplined, even in uncharted waters. And I promise you, he will eventually come along the way. So if you found any value or if this is going to help you, I just want to ask again, make sure you share this on your social media platforms. Make sure you tag me. I would love to know who is listening, who is watching, and are you going to implement it? And if you do, is it going to change your situation? Man, I hope it does. I'm rooting for you, sister, and I love you. Until next time, talk to you soon. Bye, friends.